Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Good evening, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Online Darks, the live lounge. Here we are, Monday, the 2nd of November, and of course, as always, joined by Jonathan Eaton and Jack Dobby Garwood. Gentlemen, good evening. Have we just about recovered from the four-day bonanza at the weekend? I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, just about. It was. I, don't, I know we're going to talk about it quite a bit tonight as part of the show, but it was one of the most enjoyable weekends of darts I've had in a long time. I thought the standard from start to finish was superb. There was plenty of stories, plenty of drama. Um, the quality on show was superb. And it, it, it was good to have proper darts back. This is this is proper darts. Yeah, couldn't agree more. But it was absolutely excellent. Hello. Do I need to mute and, do I need to, uh, mute and unmute there, Phil? Or am I in there? No, you're in. We can hear you. We can hear you. Okay, lovely. Yes, I, I, I thought it was lovely. Yes, for everybody, because uh, it means because that means we're not going to hear the smugness yet of Jack Gobby Garwood, as I'm sure we will do throughout the entire evening. Uh, but no, I thought smugness? it was uh, what thought, smugness. You smug never. Uh, no, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. Like, I thought the Uber session must be said. Before we move on, we've got to quickly move on. The uh, the the Uber session of darts on the Thursday I thought was going to be long, and it, I actually quite liked it. I thought it flowed quite well. I don't know if Phil would ever say the same. Editing sixteen interviews together, um, but uh, I thought the Uber session worked pretty damn well. I thought it was very good, um, and yeah, it was it was a really enjoyable. Uh, weekend of darts. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't really see Saturday because I was basically shouting at Wayne Barnes uh, in the rugby because I had the night off on that one. Uh, but uh, Sunday's action definitely, definitely did not disappoint and uh, thought it was uh, excellent uh, from start to finish. And I've got to say, a, a very deserved winner. There's no doubt about that. Nailed it. Um, no, yeah, to, to be fair, yeah, the, the, the Uber session, I agree. It, it, it was great, but it was also tough, as you say. Sixteen off the cuff was was hard going. Trying to watch what was going on, prep for the next one whilst chopping up one was was interesting. <laughs> but as but, usual, but, you know what, that, that online dart, we you, did it. Yeah, but it must be said though, Phil. What that is giving you is the uh, is getting you ready for the Grand Slam in a week's time, where we're doing sixty games uh, for the first two days of the Grand Slam. That's always fun, isn't it? They're even shorter than we had on Friday, Thursday, isn't yeah. it? Getting those hamstrings stretched ready for the Worlds. Yes. I <laughs> can't wait for those long days down at Ali Pali. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it, 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 was, it was really good. Proper darts. And I'm still having nightmares about one particular moment, which I think I will for a long time. But we'll, we'll come on to that later, as always. But... We do have a new European champion. We'll come on to how and how it all went down 
shortly. But of course, if you're following us in the chat room, good evening. And on social media, we have shared the links. So please get subscribing, retweeting. Let everyone know that we are now live um, here on the Live Lounge. So we will follow you. Quick quick shout-outs from the chat. Duffy's in the house. Good evening, Kieran. Uh, P. Danny, Martin, Crick tonight. Uh, Chris as well. Uh, a few. Devon Peterson will win something very soon. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll come on to Devon in in a minute when we talk about how the night went down. And if we get time, if we may even touch on those two words that have been muted on social media all day long, we might we might just touch on it, gents. The Premier League. I to speak. <laughs> yes. I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I am in big trouble, and I don't want to be in big trouble. <laughs> Do you think that could be quite heated? <laughs> well, I, I don't think it'd be quite heated. I just think that I just think that people will be. Uh, they're, they're passionate. You know, they're a passionate bunch. Darts Twitter. Darts Twitter is a very passionate bunch. It must be said. And uh, look, I, I, I am with certain aspects of what they're suggesting around the Premier League. There are some people there that are suggesting people that aren't ever going to touch the Premier League unless they win a television title. But it's all, it's all, we all love it. We, we discuss it because we love the game. And that is the crucial thing. You missed one scenario in that. That if someone did win a TV title, they'd probably change the rules so he wasn't automatically in as well. There are two players that spring to mind on that one, Phil. But uh, we're not allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> there are two there are two players there are two players that spring to mind exactly when you say that but we're not going to say that <laughs> we'll not go there that's for another no. time another place and, and after the you've war had it. at nine o'clock you've already had you've already had a runny with the you've already had a runny with the pdc over the weekend don't you so uh <laughs> yeah I got, I, got, I got told off but i stand by what i said yes. look freedom yes. freedom of speech <laughs> As, as Jay from Live Dart said, honey, I shrunk the stage. Anyway, moving on to the Uber <laughs> session on the Thursday. Yes. Um, it was an absolute bumper session on the Thursday. <sighs> let's, let's start at the top. Jamie Hughes against Dave Chisnell. And I'm just going to put it out there. What an absolute dross game this was. Arguably one of the worst of the tournament. And I don't mind if my teammate is going to go down in the first match if the match is any good, but it was so bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I'll be honest, I thought Hughes just missed loads of darts at a double. Like, Cheesy didn't really, you know, they're averaging low 90s, not that they were averaging mid 80s. I thought it was a half decent game. I just thought Chizzy sort of didn't really get going, and that was the key. Like, for, for me, it was 4 2 up, and he. he Loses a game when he's 4-2 up and he's 5-4 up. He didn't get a dart for the match. So, oh, sorry, he got one bullseye, excuse me, for the match. I thought it was an okay game. There were plenty of worse games we've seen on the Euro Tour over this year, isn't there? The problem is, I think that because of these two and their style, that if they don't play well, it looks worse than what it is as well. Because I don't mean this horribly, mm. they're not easy on the eye. Like some people. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, fair um, enough. Fair point. Moving on, first big shock of the day came in the second game. Steve West, simply Steve West, produced some brilliance. 
to beat Ratajski. Gob, your boy was gone in round one. I know, and I was sat there going, do you know what? All right, the second round isn't the nicest to draw, but he, he's got one here to ease himself into the tournament. How bloody wrong was I? Steve West was fantastic this weekend. Um, scored very well. Can we not talk about Didn't that? Didn't really take any of the pressure. Don't you start. Mine was worse. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Um, no, it wasn't. I will, I will discuss was. this in a bit. It was. No. It was. No. It was. I didn't find out why. Not. But yeah, Steve West. Steve West <laughs> was superb. Um, did bits. That that check out to to win it was was superb. Um, solid performance. Ratajski had his chances to break. Normally just the odd dart here or there, but where he's usually so efficient, he wasn't. It wasn't a bad performance from Ratajski. He just let West off on West's throw. Great. I think, was it leg seven, Ratajski missed, was it six to break? And from there, yeah. Yeah. Well, when that when that opportunity just, went, you just feared the writing was on the wall. Yeah, he just didn't look right, did he? Let's be honest about it. He had chances to break in the fifth leg. He had two, he had six, like, that was the fifth leg, I think, before, just before the break, uh, was those six darts. Then he had another five in the next leg. So you, you can't miss the 11 darts at a double on the opponent's throw and expect to win the game where you're already behind in a last-second decider. It's just nonsense. 100%. Moving on to game three, Ian White, 6-2 over Mervyn King. Merv didn't show up and it was a straightforward night at the office for Ian White in round one, gents. I think we need to talk yeah, about that I'm a bit worried about Merv at the minute, though, because he, he did bits hey. in the first weekend where he had his new darts. But since then, he's lost a couple where he just hasn't got going. I know he's played Michael Van Gogh and Ian White, who had a good run this weekend, but he isn't the same Merv that he was four or five weeks ago, just straight out of lockdown and, and getting back into it with his old darts. Merv made a semi-final three yeah. weeks ago. First appearance with them. Since then, dropped off a bit. Is it just that reactionary of having new darts. He needs a good performance next time out, I think. He does. Very easy to switch, time, especially like, when he's you know, where win- he is in the world. Well, the, well, the winter series obviously comes up uh, next for him. And you, you, you look at it and think, oh, OK, it could be good. But as far as I'm aware, Merv, I, I, I can't see him losing a seed in, you know, at the world. He's 22 at, He's 22 on the provisional order of merit. And a decent weekend at the, or a decent week at the... Uh, at the uh, Winter Series, could seem to jump up as high as, like, I'm going to say 20, maybe even 19. Doby, I'm not sure. I don't th- I think Doby's a bit too far away unless he does something at the players. But, you know, he had, you know, I- I'm not I- I'm not worried particularly too much about Merv. Let's see where he is. He's comfortably going to be in the Players' Championships. Um, and he's comfortably... I'm, I'm not worried about him dropping off. But I just think happens. when you hit that form and that purple patch, like he did, where he, he went deeper summer series or autumn series, I think. Then he uh, went to run on the Euro Tour. You need to make the most of it. You need to make that patch of form last as long as possible. And he seems to be tailing off a little bit already. And it coincides with him changing his darts. And the last well, time he changed his darts, he took a long time to recover and he stopped straight back again. Just quickly before we move on, I'm just having a quick look at the uh, Premier Event races. And actually, Merv is 46th on the order of merit for the uh, Players' Championship. So he's going to have to do something. Uh, if he's going to make sure of Spike, he's only two grand away from dropping out. And that could easily be done by people over the weekend, uh, over the next week over in, uh, in Cov. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, before we move on, evening, Mace joining us. Take it you got home from London, all okay. Coverage was on point as Andy always, pals. Really enjoyed what ITV do. A cool. Good evening, Dark Wolf mm. as well. He is on. Hi, Charlie, as well. Hope you are all doing the wolf well. Is all, the, the Wolf is always watching, isn't he? From what I remember, the yes. Wolf is always watching. Yeah. Very good. Very good. It must be said, a very good video, actually, as a premiere. I'm not just saying this because he's online. Very good. Uh, very, very good premiere video, actually, over the weekend. Really good stuff. Moving on. His presenter's a little bit better looking than ours. Yeah. Wow, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. Well, come on now. I moisturised before we come on show. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I did be out. Jose de Souza, the nine dart hero against Jeffrey Desjuan. The Portuguese star lit up the stage with one of the highlights of the weekend. I love him. I absolutely love him. I absolutely love Jose de Sousa. What a hero. I, I, I still maintain, right, that he was definitely thinking about what double he was going for at the 144. He definitely didn't know that he was going for double 12. He, he definitely had to recheck himself on that one. 100%. But what, a, what an achievement. First line data on the telly. And uh, I love him. And obviously, we'll come on and talk about the World Cup a little bit more uh, towards the end of the show. But... Jose de Sousa, now obviously in the World Cup, brilliant, brilliant bit of form for him, I guess. Massively. Moving on, James Wade, 6-5 victor over Steve Lennon. I'm just going to put it out there. This was the banana skin that Wade dodged because Lennon outplayed him for most of this game, I think. But Wade, hashtag wading at his best on Thursday afternoon. Okay. Completely bang on. They, they were dropping the stat about his record in last leg deciders on the coverage. And I think he's won 14 out of his last 17 this year. That's, that's mad. Some stones. Like, even yeah. you consider how many of them are probably not on his throw either. That's some record from the boy. He's just unbelievable under the most intense pressure when it gets down to his double. Um, solid performance that set him up really nicely for the weekend. Yeah, I think as soon as it went five all, the right was on the wall for Lennon. Is he probably he probably should have won it six three six four if I'm being honest. But you can't give James Wade chances because we all know what happens. Next up, Devin Peterson, fairly routine, straightforward victory over Andy Hamilton. Never really tested. If we're being being honest, the game's about levels, and Peterson was three or four levels above Andy Hamilton. Next one. I really enjoyed this. Smith versus Smith. This was one of the games of the day for me. Um, Michael Smith showing some stones. 3-0 down, 4-2 down, found a way to win this game. But Ross Smith kicking himself a little bit. Bully Boy was there for the taking in this one. The 1-4-2 and the 96 back-to-back. Absolutely superb. That was the game changer for him. And that that in particular that one four two from really out of nowhere just changed the game for Bully and deservedly came through in the end and won won the match. But that was I like you say, PB. I thought it was an absolutely quality game between the pair. Um, thought they, they, they again they played really good solid stuff. And Michael Smith just again you talk about levels again. Michael Smith is just a level above Ross Smith in particular in the crucial moments. That's just how it works. That that finish was like prime Randy Orton RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> Correct, definitely. Yes. 
<laughs> Moving on. This Arguably, was... Rodgers has been the better player of the last few weeks. So that was a massive potential upset for Michael Smith. I even tipped him to Ross Smith to get out of that quarter of the draw when we were discussing it yeah. last week. So the form he's in, the scoring power that Ross Smith suddenly possesses is superb. So for Bully Boy to get over that one, you would have thought would have set him up for a good run this weekend. This one, the result wasn't a surprise, but the score line was Dirk van Dijvenboda 6-0 over Danny Noppet. Danny just didn't get going. Dang it, van Dijvenboda's been playing some great stuff, so it's no surprise that he's won on TV. The manner of the scoreline was the surprise and just one of those nights on stage for Danny Noppet, I think. Yeah. I've, I've been bigging Danny up a lot over the last couple of months, considering my position on him last year. Well, I keep saying it. He was my my player to play in the first round. I, I don't feel he'd really settled on TV in, until he went deep at the was it the World Series finals? Yeah, World yeah, Series finals. Yeah, final. when he lost in the final. So he, he's been superb ever since then. He's been playing some really good stuff, some really solid stuff as well. Like he, he's not dropped under the 95, 96 average on TV on Euro tours or anything like that for a while now. He's been very consistent, very difficult to beat. For him to just capitulate like that against Dirk, don't get me wrong, Dirk was fantastic. His treble 19 hitting was some of the best I've mm. seen in a long time. Every time he every time he went there, it was there for him. And, and that's a massive weapon to have in your arsenal. Um, but yeah, Danny had a couple of chances, but wasn't able to take them. Solid performance from Dirk, um, who after getting to the Grand Prix, I was a little bit nervous for Dirk, to be fair. This was... A tough one for him after his run at the Grand Prix. Um, potential upset either way. Um, but it was, yeah, 6-0. Did not see that coming at all. Definitely. Then, moving on to the second set of eight, Nathan Aspinall against Mike Kovenhausen. Wasn't great from the Aspen. Listening to him in his media afterwards, something upset him. Something knocked him off. He didn't say what it was, but you could tell in an interview afterwards he was ticking about something. And I think that showed in his performance because yeah. it was un-Aspinall-like. This is possibly the worst I've seen Nathan Aspinall on stage since, well, I'm going to go back and maybe say the world match play, potentially against Dimi. He just didn't look, he just didn't look himself at all. Um, but he got through, and, and, and you know what, that that to me shows, shows to me that he is still an absolutely quality player. Like people are saying that he maybe went off the bubble a little bit before the Premier League final, obviously against Dazza. People are a bit worried about whether he was being a bit, you know, whether we haven't seen the best of Nathan probably before uh, at the start of the year. And I think he is a player that is here to say he's not a one-hit wonder, as it were, in terms of the UK Open and then the two World Championship semi-finals. He is here to stay and be a top quality player. But you get these games where you don't play anywhere near your best and you still come through. And to me, that shows the quality that there is. Plus as well, again, we, we come back to it. Levels. <laughs> Just I'm um, going off one of the comments, makes Maybe James called him a flash, Harry. <laughs> in, case, in case you haven't seen everyone, there was a narrative over the weekend. Um, go back and watch some of the media. But yeah, Mace, bang on. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um Next up, the number one seed fell at the first hurdle. Joe Cullen losing 6-3 to the golden ticket of Willie O'Connor. Um, before we come on to the game, I thought a nice tweet from Joe afterwards as well. He said, no excuses, didn't settle, didn't play well, I'll be back. And I like that. He didn't, didn't sugarcoat it or anything like that. Said he wasn't good enough. But these free passes that these players are getting that are coming in that shouldn't be here, there's a pattern developing, guys. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's been an interesting year for darts. We said it at the start of the year that 2020 was going to be massive for darts. I don't think any of us quite envisioned lockdown and all <laughs> the other sort of things that we've had and all the shock results and that sort of thing to to, to the extent that we've seen, but the players that are getting in at the last minutes are massively taking advantage of it. And when we talk about the World Cup later, you wouldn't put it past a certain team coming in to to do bits or a couple of replacements to to push on and, and actually improve the chances of that team, perhaps. So, yeah, Willie made massive uh, use of it. Um, effectively, a free role as he shouldn't really have been there. Um, really good from Joe in his media. Um, I think maybe, he didn't quite say it, but there's a different pressure of coming in as a number one seed. And if you've never been there before, mm. perhaps maybe his preparation wasn't quite the same as what it is when he just attacks a Euro Tour and he's a little bit of an underdog. Um, but with those those two Euro Tour titles now, he's, he's going to have to get used to perhaps having that little bit more of a target on his back. Yeah. No, and obviously, I, I before we go any further, before we go any further, really quickly, on, obviously, our, our, our man here, Phil Bars, has obviously got the big exclusive with the Rockstar, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already seen this on socials, that uh, he has moved over to Winmore Darts, uh, joining uh, Michael Van Gerwen over there. Uh, Daryl Gurney, loads of other players, well, Simon Whitlock, etc., etc. So, if you haven't already watched this, uh, make sure you go and watch the first interview, the exclusive interview uh, with Joe Cullen after his move to Winmore or Winmore, however you want to pronounce and by it. By the way, and by the way, his new darts are mint. Um, Rachel, they love, love the James Wade interview. I prefer not to speak. Um, Mace completely agreed. Does need to work <laughs> on his B game. Um, yeah, his B game needs work. His A game is top top draw, Mace, as always. Completely agree. Then from there, the defending champion crashed and burned at the first hurdle. Rob Cross beaten 6-3 by the rapid big Dutchman, Martin Clearmacher. Cross has got issues, boys. Do we agree that there is a problem right now in the Rob Cross camp? You go, God, because I, I, yeah. I, I, I can't... I... You you go because I, I <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your line before I go. It's, it's, what is a Rob Cross? He, he's been so hit and miss since he did pick up that World Championship. Yes, he played the European Championship and the match play play in his B game, but in terms of sustained brilliance, we just haven't seen it from Rob Cross. And whether that's about the preparation, the change in lifestyle, we know that he he tried to go back to basics a little bit after. He had an absolute nightmare trying to defend the world title. Um, he, he just doesn't seem to have settled. The fact he's tinkering with dart setups and, and different barrels and stuff. One minute they look great, the next minute they drop off. I, I, I don't quite understand it, but there is something wrong with Rob Cross's game. and He's got quite a stiff action, despite it having a couple of feathers and whatever. It, there's a lot of effort and a lot of force there, and I think if you're off even the slightest bit, you're going to miss by a lot with Rob Cross. You see him drag an awful lot of darts. Um, and I think that the pro- there needs to be some tinkering done there to, to perhaps set this right, because something isn't right, whether it's just confidence, which is completely possible, where he's so used to, at this level of the game, having it his own way, as he did for the first two, two and a half years on tour, and they're just not going for him. Or if it is something to do with his action, it's not quite there, his practice is off. I can't put my finger on it exactly. Only Rob will know what he needs to do about it. But there's something wrong. And if he's not careful, he's defending an awful lot over the next year or so again. You could see him start falling very quickly, similar to A.D. Lewis and, and Whitlock of the past. 
You look at this, On right, the plus okay, side, so how is... good was Martin Clearmaker? Oh, he was great. He was absolutely excellent. I thought I thought he played very, very well. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, do not do not get me wrong that we should be praising Clearmaker, but the big story is Cross. Once again, he uh, he's defending a title. And once again, he goes out in round one. Very similar to what happened, obviously, at the World Championships. He was defending, albeit, you know, he wasn't actually the defending world champion, but he was defending the five the £400,000 that he won on his ranking, and he crashed out in round one against Kim Hybrex, or round two against Kim Hybrex. I don't know what it is at the moment. I have said this now probably since... God, when was it? Since probably the Euros last year, saying what is a Rob Cross, to be fair. And I don't know what a Rob Cross is. I don't know whether it is that player, that special talent that we saw at the back at the start of 2017, uh, 2017, going into the 18 World Championship that just bashed everybody on the Pro Tour that came through there. Or if he is the player that he is at the match play that can go and still win titles with his B game, but maybe his B game is now what it is. I don't know. And you look at this, right? You look at the World Championship Order of Merit. Currently, as it stands, he's number four in the world at, at the post-World Championship Order of Merit. If he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he falls out of that top four, and I know I, we, don't, we don't want to talk the P word yet, but he's in danger. If one of those players misses out on a TV title, you know, if, if one of those players from nowhere comes with a TV title like Dimi did, he could be in danger, man, after getting relegated last year. No, I agree. Then up next, this was one of my favourite games of the tournament. Game of the, day. the first round. The ferret, Johnny Clayton, 6-5 victor over Max Hoff. And this had it all. We had 170 finishes. We had breaks of throw. We had kahunas of steel from Johnny Clayton. Just a damn good game of darts, gentlemen. Excellent. Easily the game of the day, this. Uh, like, really good stuff. Obviously, when he goes and pings the 170 uh, to go 5-3 up, you think, oh, this is going to be great. Um, but you think, oh, that, that, that's the game done. And then Johnny coming back, winning three three straight games, uh, three straight legs in order to come back and win that. Again, against the crowd, who were not as vocal as they normally are, but at the same time, they weren't exactly quiet. Um, Hot misses a dart at the match, and... Johnny goes and pings it for it. This was an absolutely brilliant scrap between two very good players. Again, just before we move on, Mace in the comments about Rob Cross could be another Wes Newton struggle to defend and then drop off a cliff. Completely agree. He is in that kind of danger at the moment. Well, then agree at all. the world Andy Hamilton, one. Too. You think how many you think how many last fours and finals Andy Hamilton made over a couple of years? Once they started dropping off his ranking, he, he fell off yeah. a little bit too. There's there's plenty of examples of it in the past that it can come back to bite you very quickly. We say about this two-year ranking perhaps isn't quite quick enough for us in terms of current form, but in terms of players dropping off, it can it can come back to kick you very quickly. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you look, the the world, world you look at the match one. play. You look at sorry, I'm just saying really quickly. You look at the match play in the in the European Championships. There, that's 270 grand off his ranking next year. He could fall very much down a cliff just off that. Yeah, and then the world number one, 6-1 victor over Darius Lamanauskas. And beforehand, if we'd have said Lamanauskas would have averaged 101 and got smashed 6-1 after the form we saw from MVG, I thought we'd have been on something then, wouldn't you? <laughs> I thought, hand on heart, a ton average from Lamanauskas would have got him over the line in this. But MVG found some form, 6-1 win, and he bashed him. Yeah, 
And he, he started what turned out to be a quality ending to this session because the last four matches were all superb of the highest quality. The top boys turned up to, to do their bits, just putting out there now. Um, I still don't want to say he's back because obviously we know what happens later on in the tournament. He keeps pulling off these sensational matches and, and then he will falter. I don't think he's producing like a Series D game as often anymore, but I still think that he's still not playing to his A or A-plus game that we know he's capable of and producing 10-plus averages for fun over and over again. I still think that he's using his B game a little bit more often and therefore he's, he's there for the taking more often. Um, the darts looked like they were going in a bit weird. They were sat on top of the treble a lot without picking up as much, which makes me think he was throwing either a little bit harder himself or the darts were a little bit heavier because of the way they were sitting slightly flatter in the board. Um, you you just felt like he was like a treble. They didn't look like they were going in the same way, especially in the next round. In this round, he was superb. In the next round in particular, they did not look like they were going into the board at the same angle as he normally would get those darts to go in the board. And therefore, something's off. Well, that goes back to the bit that that goes back to the bit that Mace did as well about it's not quite at eye level how it used to be. It's pointing slightly down, so he's pushing it up, which goes back to what Mace demonstrated during the World Series. Then from there, the Iceman Gerdin Price six-one demolition job of Kim Hybrex, and again, Kim never ever in this game. There's nothing more to say about it. It was just one-way traffic. Mm, then the world champion, a 6-3 victor over Gabriel Clements. And again, Wright produced something special. All the big guns rolling out the averages in this one, 6-3. And let's be fair, Clements was slightly fortunate to get that close to him, if I'm being honest. Well, you look, you, you look at the double really about quickly. Six of, yeah, I, I thought Clemens would beat him, to be brutally honest. I thought Clemens would beat him. Uh, and, and that's the one thing that, that Tizzy's at Acker from last week that I was uh, really worried about. Power on was I across the whole weekend, to be fair. Um, but let's just <laughs> say this about 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 that game, though. It was 6 of 19 on the doubles, was Peter Wright. If he'd picked better on that, he could have easily averaged 110. At that stage, he was 104, for Christ's sake. So his scoring was there. And he just, to be honest with you, I think... Because he'd gone under the radar because he's not been playing well before this weekend. We, well, I say that, excuse me. He had seen him for a couple of weeks. We was a bit, we were a bit like, okay, we don't know what Peter Wright's going to happen here. He's dropped down to 15. I think in a way he had a sort of a free role, as it were. I think he had a bit of freedom to play. Yeah, that no, is what it is. And then last up, yeah. Mentor Sudovic, a Whoa. 6-2 victory over Daryl Gurney. We'll come on to Mentomania in a minute. But again, like Rob Cross, Daryl Gurney has got problems right now. Cannot win Darryl a game for trouble. love nor money. Cannot win a game. Daryl Gurney's in huge trouble. He's in huge trouble. That uh, look, end of the day, this is what he, he's got to play a championship finals win to defend uh, next month. He is in. If he doesn't do anything at that player's championship final, he is in huge trouble. I don't think he's going to be in the Premier League. Unless he goes and wins something, or maybe makes a Watson final and gets back up towards the top four or anything like that next year, but he's got problems, like you say. He just doesn't look like the chin that we've known. Wait a minute, I'm getting no contact so now. You've only gone and done it, and you've mentioned the p word. We hadn't mentioned it in 
Thirty-three minutes, minutes too early. Oh, and then you go. Oh, Sonic. Let's throw it into the comments. Let's throw. Let's go fishing. Let's go fishing. Right, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. No, Jars brought it up. But to be fair, I, I completely agree with what Jars just said about the p-word. And winning becomes a habit, right? And Daryl Gurney just cannot buy a win from anywhere. He survived in the Premier League, but then even then, when the games didn't really matter to him, it was just a case of can he finish seventh instead of eighth. There was no yeah. real incentive to actually work up any higher. So you allowed yourself to lose a couple more and you haven't won in four or five games. And then it keeps going and it's becoming a habit to lose as much as winning is a habit. And he needs to break that habit very quickly. Agreed. But Mensa doing the job, booking a place in the last 16. Moving on, we had a bumper double session on the Friday, this time, no Uber session, split afternoon and evening. First one, Jamie Jamie Hughes got exactly what he deserved from this game. Absolutely nothing. Battered by Willie O'Connor, 10-3. And let's be fair, Hughes never, ever looked at the races in this game at all. Um, I don't think we need to dust on it too much, apart from demolition job from Willie O'Connor. Then, yep. Devin Peterson, a 10-8 victory over Martin Clearmacker. Really enjoyed this game. Really enjoyed this one. Clearmacker. Yeah, Devin, Devin really did well to come back from full one down. He did look himself the first five legs. That is one of that. Do you know what, though? That shows to me just how far Devin's come this year. And we've always talked about the improvement that he's had and everything like that. We know this. But we, won't, we won't go further into it. But... Devon, to me, that shows me that he's got more cojones than most people, even I probably thought he would do, because Clearmacker at the first part of that game was, was if Clearmacker gets going normally, he's a great front runner. Like we know this from the from the video. Devon there just came back, fought back, really good game of darts. Really enjoyed this. Yeah. From there. It's easy to get dragged along with Martin's soon. pace as well. Oh, so that's what Devon said in his media. First session, he got drawn into playing. Just a thought. I know it's been out there on social yep. media, but I feel sorry for the chalker that's got to do Ricky Evans and Martin Clearmacker in the Winter Series. <laughs> we know it's going to happen. We, please, we know it's please. going to be there. Um, luckily, it's going to be our dark. Luckily, it's going to be our dark connect. Luckily, it's going to be our dark connect rather than writing anything down. Imagine it's on the stream board. <laughs> Jose Clayson, and it was the ferret who beat the nine dart hero 10-6 Johnny the luck of that brand shiny new patch on his shirt did the job but in fact <laughs> ah, yes. this this was the, this was a good game and I thought Johnny actually played some really good stuff in spells in this game. Yeah, he did. It was just a solid performance. And I'll get to it later on as well, but I want to drop the stat in now that Johnny's highest tournament of the weekend, highest checkout of the weekend was 82. So to be as comfortable as he was up until the round in which he eventually loses just shows just how well he was scoring and the chances and the pressure he's putting his opponent under. Because he wasn't always averaging 100. He was averaging around 95, which means there was a fair few legs that are then just dropping over that 15-dart leg mark into 17-18, which, 
which means your opponent's getting chances. But he's always there or thereabouts, putting them under pressure. He did the same to Peter Wright later on, did the same to Jose here. He got himself in front and put himself close every time. And Jose can stay with him. Yes. And the ferret marched on, as I predicted. Moving on. Oh, by the way, our, our WhatsApp group was hilarious every time Johnny Clayton was winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one, the last game of the session, this had a little bit of spice after the media as well. Nathan Aspinall, 10... Sorry, James Wade beating Nathan Aspinall, 10-8. And in his media, James Wade said... Oh, or sorry, Nathan Aspinall said to James Wade, over the best of 19, if I play my game, he cannot beat me. Didn't age well. But no, it did, because he didn't play his best. Like, that that's the God's honest truth. But James um, didn't play his I, best. I, I, no, but at the end of the day, Asp had, Asp had what? Was it, was it 11 or 12 darts on his, uh, a chance to break on his throw that he didn't take? Something ridiculous as that? So uh, was lead, yeah, was, the problem is, if if you're gonna make a statement like that in the media, you damn well better back it up because Devin Peterson didn't do it the other week and it came back to bite him on the backside, and now Nathan Aspinall's done it as well. Well, no, I don't think it has because he actually said, right, if, if I play my game, it's not like I'm saying he can't beat me over 19 legs regardless. He just said, if if I play my game, and he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't play his game well on um, in the first round, and he didn't play well in the second round. If after that performance in the first round, that's not the time to start saying if I suddenly bring my top game. You have a James five in the first I, round. I, I'll give you that. Don't get me wrong; it's still a phenomenal talent. But you make those comments when you're in form. You you don't start winding up players with the experience and the caliber of James Wade under pressure. If you're then going to go and miss those chances against him and hand him the opportunity on the plate, that's your own fault. I genuinely yeah, believe most players that. won't admit I'll it. You make those comments. They are somewhere in the back of your mind when you're going for those doubles or pre-match or something. They're there. You're aware of them. You've made them, right? Therefore, you put more on yourself to do something in that next match. Don't do it. Don't get it wrong. It's brilliant for us. Like, it means we get loads of views. I was, was going to say, from my point of view, can we keep like on that? Yeah. Carry on, carry on, and then get something to talk about on the Monday carry night on, as well. But if you're a player, if you're a player, stop talking. So, like, what are you doing? Peter Wright's done it in the last couple of weeks as well. It's severe dropping form, all right? Pete, uh, uh, you know this what? weekend, but with with Snakey, there's a lot of players doing a lot of talking right now. Yeah, there's a lot of players doing a lot of talking right now, and with darts as open as it is. Back it up and dominate first, because that's when you get to money. That's continue. why Bill Taylor could talk as much as he wanted to. I say carry on talking, Second gentlemen. Carry time, on. Wouldn't he <laughs> moving, moving on to the evening session. First up, it was Michael Smith against Dirk Van Dijvenbode, and it was the Dutchman who rolled himself into another quarterfinal. Ten eight, but bully boy. I couldn't believe this. Middle of this. Middle of this match, Bully Boy let the game go. Couldn't score and let Van Dijvenbode back into the game. And you can't do that and before he he's finish. in because he's shown, no. he's shown that he's got kahunas. And then he couldn't finish. So I was actually, I was actually out while yeah, this was go on. on. 
and my accumulator was still live and I refused to look and I kept getting the odd message in the WhatsApp going you don't want to know the score and I was like no no didn't look didn't look it was level and then Smith went ahead I was like what have I done here like it was an eightfold it was full worth a bit of money it was up to like 130 decent cash out on this one as well um and I let her run let her run and I was screaming when Dirk won. I'm not going to lie. It was super. From the Trouble 19th, once again, dug him out of trouble completely. Um, he was he was magnificent. Michael Smith kicking himself after edging through that Ross Smith tie. Um, should have set him up. We said how big his bottle was in that Smith encounter. Not so much here. That's, mm. that's an issue with Bully Boys game. He really has to deliver at every moment now and start putting himself into the back going. end of these finals. Yeah. He just didn't get going back end of the yeah, he just didn't get going back end of the match. Uh, missing the one two one hurt and then he busts his score, missed a double eleven, we're going for a one two four, turn the match basically in Dirt Van Divenboda's favour. It sort of broke his heart a little bit off the back of that. Um we we're still sitting here saying that Michael Smith is the best player to not win a t- TV title. We can't really say much more than that. Moving on, what an absolute belter of a game. This was. I don't. I, was... I don't think this was. You know, I don't think uh, this what? was. What? No. No. I, right. Okay. Right. I'm ready. No. 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 Right. I'll, right. I'll come here and sit. I'll, I'll come. Mint. I'll come and sit here and I'll take the pelters. It's fine. I didn't think this was that great a match. I thought more than anything, this is one of the best performances I've seen on the TV from Peter Wright all year. This is what I thought. He was unplayable. And for me, I always say great match, you need two players to tango. And while Price is averaging 116, he lost four, he lost five legs in a row at the end of the day. And like in that second session, he lost four out of five legs. Now, look, for me, Peter Wright was untouchable. And when he's in that form, it's brilliant to watch. But I don't know whether Gezi walked up there and thought, because you're number two, now I'm number two in the world, I've now got your number, et cetera, et cetera, or whether it was just pure genius from Snakebite. But I, 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 for me, you need to have two to tango. Don't get me wrong, those final three legs where he, that he won, by the way, where he hit the 148, the 127 and game, and then the 80, I thought, oh, okay, that we could be having a really amazing comeback here. But Snakey just did the job. But it was a good game. But I don't know if it was if it was in that chance of great. That's what I'm saying. I loved every minute of it. I think the last couple of legs pad it out a bit, but it was still Gezi's averaged 100, 40% on the doubles and had three ton plus checkouts. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not debating you, that. That wins you 95% of your games. Like I just think Peter Wright went to a completely different level and I couldn't be more here for it. After the... <laughs> Feces that you two have given me for the last few weeks. Ah. Vindication. Boys, who's who's uh, oh. currently world number two? Moving swiftly on, I think, Phil. Moving on to the next, to the next <laughs> anyway, game. Before we go, Mace has pinged an absolute stat here for us. Mace, in the YouTube comments, my favourite stat of the weekend, 37 of Wade's legs, one to reach the final, 18 of them were one with his last dart. <laughs> what hashtag a stat wading, that is. That is. That is hashtag wading. wading. Oh, by the way, I've got a new website that we're looking to launch as well, and it's going to be absolutely genius. <laughs> is it hashtag wading.com? 
<laughs> no, but it, 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 it could be absolute genius if it works. It's just a bit of fun. But we'll come on to that in a bit. Next up, Ian White producing I don't want to talk about this one. his best ever TV performance to beat Michael Van Gogh in 10 4, would Easily. you say, gentlemen? Easily. I know he's I know he's beaten MVG before and all that sort of stuff, but my God, this was easily his best TV performance I've seen. I, I'm gonna say in his PDC career. What a ridiculous game. What a ridiculous performance from Ian White. MVG as well, yeah, averaged yeah. over 102. <laughs> what was that? Sorry? Yeah. Said so cheers, Ian. Because my accumulator, oh, yeah, I previously <laughs> mentioned, was still live at this point and was worth £750 to cash out before this match. Now, history tells you, on a TV event, Michael Van Gogh versus Ian White, there is only one winner. So I let this run. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, don't and worry. We'll come on to another busted actor in a minute. The curse of MVG strikes again as well, because the man that defeated him <laughs> in the next round. Yeah, it is, it's almost like the Taylor curve. When you beat Taylor, you crashed the next round. It's almost that. But Ian White, sensational to beat Michael Van Gerwen. Um, And Michael wasn't too pleased in his RTL interview. Obviously, I don't understand Dutch, but we've read the quotes that have been kindly done. Wasn't happy with some of Iron's line of questioning, shall we say. Mm. But yes. the last game of the evening... Wow, just wow. This game could have graced any TV stage. It had everything. Absolutely <laughs> everything. Now, Steve West yeah. should, in my opinion, have got the game done beforehand. He let Mentor back in. He said in his interview there was a few bit, few tactics going on up there. We love the dark arts at the moment. Up there, it's happening more and more. We might have to get Professor Lockhart in to help these dark players out. But he's got memory charms though. On himself, oh. the clown. <laughs> yeah. But at, at nine all, Steve West produces one of for me the moments of twenty twenty. It was that special. That checkout, yeah. Under that are you pressure, just try, are you just trying to stab me right now? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> Obviously, for those that don't know, Jar went against his number one rule and backed Mensor Sulevich. Um, uh, but this is so. That, so, got, so I'll, I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story, everybody. So, got through seven of the eight ac on this acker of the afternoon. I didn't even realise it was still on. I thought I'd backed Nathan to win. No, I backed him to get the most 180s and he got it in the last leg. So, then, I backed Mensor Sudovic because I think, well, he's playing well. Two Euro Tour semi-finals in a row. He's got to do something. Why not this week? Also backed him at 40 to 1. That's fine. Doesn't matter. £770 on the £10 acker. I think he leaves double top. He's obviously 7-3 down, gets it back to 9-all. And then Steve West produces one of the greatest checkouts I've seen on a European Championship stage. It's short. <laughs> fuming. I was gutted. But Steve yes. West's reaction, you could see how much it meant to him. Absolute Who did it better, genius. by the way? Who did it better? Who did it better, Neil Warlock or, uh, or, or Steve West? 
<laughs> then, moving on to Saturday night, it was quarterfinals night. And again, the first one, not really competitive, if I'm being honest. James Wade, 10-4 over Willie O'Connor and Willie's luck. Sadly, ran out as James Wade just breezed through. I think it's fair to say, gents, we don't need to touch too much on that. And again, safe to say the same in this one. Johnny Clayton, easy victor over Dirk Van Dyvenboda, 10-4. The ferret moves into the semi-finals, and I'm getting excited at this point. The ferret is on the move. And then from there, right. Steve West. Um, <laughs> Steve West couldn't repeat the magic that he produced the night before. Peter Wright, 10-6 victor. And it was interesting, Snakey's comments afterwards, that he thought Steve West then tried tactics on him. They're all at it, gents. They're all at it. To be fair, if my opponent's averaging 104 and hasn't dropped below 100 all weekend and is the current world champion, the Masters champion, and wins whatever he wants when he turns up, I'd probably try and put him off a little bit too. I haven't got an issue with it, if I'm being honest. I say, get on with it, gents. I like the Manly and Lewis era. I think we should bring it back. Get rid of the exclusion zone a lot. I think it depends what it is. I think there's a line, like I've spoken about in the past, and if you get close to that line or cross the line, then I'm I'm not a fan. But little subtle things, no. Big, damned obvious things that are against your natural game. A, you're hurting yourself more nine times out of ten. And B, I just think that's quite that bit's quite disrespectful. But... The, the little subtleties and whatever, fair enough. And if anything was going to put anybody off, it's going to be the crowd at that point because the small little crowds, there were times this weekend yeah. where I, I wouldn't have been upset if it was behind closed doors with fake noise played in, let's put it that way. Yeah, and both Steve and Peter weren't happy with the crowd. And I got told off on Twitter for saying it was the German fans. Not even now, I've been to plenty of them. The German fans are the worst out there for shouting while players are playing. And no one tell me otherwise. Not even a debate. Anybody who says otherwise is just silly. Right, moving on. Devin Peterson, 10-6 victor over Ian White. And how this game was 5-0 at this point, the second break, I have got no idea. Because if it was a boxing match, the referee would have stopped it. Because White was up against the ropes, getting absolutely tanned for 10 rounds, but showed kahunas to stick in there. But in the end... It was Devin Peterson's scoring power that battered his way to victory. Stunning performance from Devin. 106.3 something average. There was there were yeah. moments in those first two sessions where after the performance the night before to beat Michael, there was such a disparity in the averages between the players and Ian White was still there or thereabouts and you expect them to find another gear at some point, not quite to the extent that Devon did, but you expect them to kick on a little bit. And there, there were times during those first 10 legs where I thought, if he's still here now, is is it his time? Do you know what I mean? And that started building a bit, but that third session, Devon Peterson was out of this world. Agreed. Moving on to the semi-final. The first one, James Wade against Devon Peterson. And it was Wade in a last leg shootout shock. But yeah, I think... It was Devin first start in hand, though, not last. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Devin missed an opportunity <laughs> here to get on top of James early 
once it starts going deep, you know that James has got the kahunas to do it. I think Dev missed an opportunity in the first couple of sessions, guys. To because I, I, I don't think James is a particularly good chaser. I think he had two opportunities. I think he's... Go on, go on, go on. Devon led early in the first session. James pinned it back. That was his first chance. If he gets out in front, he can absolutely juggle on the way he's playing. But then he led 8-6 again. With the break of the James Wade throw, he was thrown again. And at that point, you're like, this could be done. Because Devon was scoring fantastic then. And the minute James hit that last leg before the break to go in 8-7 and then came back out... Devon's range on the treble 20 just disappeared. Everything was low. And I think if they just carried on playing at that point and there was no third break, because this was the first time the, the third break was, was back on, if they just carried on playing, Devon doesn't have time to think about how close he is to a TV major final. He doesn't have time for it to tighten up a little bit. He just carries on playing. It stays loose. That break, I think, yeah, did for Devon Peterson. And All right, he had a chance. He still went close. But I think, and you won't admit that, but I think that's what did him. You won't want any sour grapes or anything like that, but that was really bad timing for Devon. And I think ultimately that's what's costing the match, as well as James Wade is, I've said it so many times tonight, he's superb under pressure. His finishing is unbelievable. Um, even when his, his trusty tops and tens were letting him down, double five was bailing him out. He was superb. Oh, so, I mean, I tipped him in oh, last week's show to lose doing? at this point, not to win it, but I'll take it. Because, by the way, that was <laughs> one I predicted that semi final lineup last week. And I also predicted and one of these two. What did you do? Peter Wright. It's not about predictions. It's not about predictions, mate. It's it's not about predictions. It's about reacting to what actually you see in front of your eyes. That's what it is. And if I can see it coming, I'm prepared this game. to react. There's <laughs> one moment in this game, gentlemen. <laughs> that I'm still having nightmares about. And I won't forget it for a long, Sorry, yeah. long time. Ferret Johnny, mate. was back. Um, mm. If that Did Jose in, de Sousa come up there? It's an intro- What's that? Was that Jose de Sousa count if, for him? If, if, that, if he had taken that out properly, then this is an interesting last couple of legs. Yeah, but I think the mis- Brighton got a little bit yeah. too miscount. Yeah, 100%. massively. But I think he yeah. added it. It just gave Wright that breathing space to to reel off the yeah. last couple of legs to, to to relax. But if that goes in, yeah, oh, that that would have made it nine all. Am I right? Yeah, would have been nine all. It would have been so, yeah. uh, two straight legs that he won back, and he would have got the break back as well. Obviously, yes. Oh, and we see the curse of the commentary a lot. I was on the live blog and I dropped my stat literally the leg before about Johnny's highest checkout of the weekend being an 82. And if he takes that a ton plus, it would go a long way to getting him back in this match or maybe into the final. And the next checkout he attempts, he miscounts to 111. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, lad. <laughs> Sorry, lad. <laughs> wow. Peter Wright moving... Peter Wright moving into the final, but still a really good tournament from the Ferret. And I think that that vindicates why a lot of us think that Wales are favourites for the World Cup with Gessie oh, and Johnny. Massively. In, in that, but, in that fair, kind. That quarter, that, that quarter of the draw, though, I know we'll come on to it. That quarter of the draw is tough, though, man. 
hundred percent. Right. So was all that Peter Wright came through to win this. The um hashtag yes. spoiler alert, the final was won by this man. And if we're being honest, it wasn't really a good final. It was one way traffic. Peter Wright, eleven four winner over James Wade. And Peter yeah. is the European champion. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I thought when Wadey got it back to 6-4, I thought that could be an interesting one. Um, you know, he missed the dart to go at 4-4, and when he misses that dart for 4-4, it's going to be a very different game if he hits that chance of 4-4. Um, but then after the break, Wright was just stunning. <laughs> there's, no, there's no other way of putting it. Um, and the way he won it as well, by the way, Wadey misses three to get it back to 9-5. I mean, I doubt things would have changed, but it at least would have been 9-5. We've had to go to another commercial break before we came back, obviously. And then 143 checkout, 1-4-3, triple 20, triple 17, double 16 for 10-4. And then he goes and wins it with a 1-2-5. And I think that sums up just where Peter Wright's game is at the moment. I'm just looking at a stat from uh, Carl Fletcher, brilliant, brilliant statistician, by the way. If you don't follow him, do so. He even said that there's only been one occasion, like excluding the World Grand Prix, since the Autumn Series, Peter Wright has played 11 matches on stage and the only time he's averaged below 100 is the Premier League semi-final. That just shows you what he can do at that time. You know? And he is astonishing when he gets going. I think because of what happened after the World Championship and because, uh, because of the Masters... And then really didn't really get going in the Premier League. Maybe went out early UK Open, went out early in the match play. People were just a bit, eh, maybe he won't be going anywhere. But he's come back since the Premier League and he's played some superb stuff. There's no doubt about that. Before we move on to the World Cup, any questions on the European Championship, guys, get it in the YouTube chat now. And right. we will answer anything on the Euros. Right, really quickly then, before we go... Must be said. Uh, can we? Are we allowed to talk the p word now? It's basically nine o'clock. Are we allowed to throw the? Are we allowed yeah, we'll to throw come, the we'll, fish we'll, out there? We'll, we'll we'll do it after the World Cup bit. We'll talk about the p word after the world the World Cup. But Gob, I've got one for you on Peter okay. Wright because I disagree with him. Yeah. What is his best start setup? I don't think it's these. I think it's the ones he won the World Championship with. I agree with you. There's not a great deal. I think... There's not a great deal difference in them. They're very similar style barrel. It's a slightly different grip. And there's been a lot of talk about his stance and how he's moved a little bit closer to the board to make these darts work for him. Didn't have to do that with the old darts. They didn't go in at that slight angle. So if you're going to start doing that and you're not used to it, uh, without being disrespectful, Peter Wright isn't the youngest player on tour. That will start taking its toll a lot quicker than it will on someone like Michael Van Gerwen, who's been doing it from a very early age and is very used to it and is still in, he's still under 30, isn't he? Or he's around the 30 age. So he writes got 20 years on him. That's going to start breaking down a little bit quicker. And the problem with that is with a man that likes to tinker as much as Peter Wright, now you've changed your stance completely to go back is two things you have to adapt to. So you have to stand yourself back up, right? You have to get used to setting yourself at the hockey and then getting your throw back with a different set of darts if he opts to change back. So let's hope that because he's made such wholesale changes that this is permanent and this is the setup he's going to stick with, find some consistency with it because he was 
brilliant all weekend with it. So you can't really fault his logic, despite what we're all saying about his stance. But if it does start to break down, he's got more issues than just tinkering and swapping between dark barrels that he's had in the past. Cool. Carl Wolf, great start from Carl Fletcher. Completely agree. Rates, I won 30 quid back in Wade each way after the live lounge last week as the outsider bet. Won't retire, but buy me a Chinese. Well done, Rates. We like that. We all love the Chinese. <laughs> the Tiz was very like. keen to point out to us earlier as well. Tiz, Tiz, yes, Tiz did well, bless him. Um, right, moving on. There is an event this weekend, if you didn't know, and it is the World Cup of Darts. You'll have to excuse the graphic because it's not been updated yet through today's um, announcement. Um, but the PDC are slacking. They're not. They're no one <laughs> Come on, like Lewis. Us, are they? Singapore <laughs> withdraw due to restrictions. Portugal come in, and I've, there, there's rumours that Nathan Aspinall's got a Portuguese aunt. I don't know if that's been confirmed <laughs> yet by, by immigration, <laughs> but there, 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 there was talk that that the, 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 the Asp had Portuguese blood in him at some point. Um, no, Jose oh, Souza no. comes in for Portugal. So, gents, that is round one and the draw bracket. England, number Before... one seeds. Don't... Before we go any further, I just want to say very, very quickly, obviously there's been a breaking news story that's come out tonight. And I know we do have, looking at the stats and all that, we actually do have some people listening to the show, earnestly as a podcast, and over our YouTube in Austria tonight. There's obviously been a, a shooting in Vienna at the moment. So, uh, well, certainly reports going around of that by multiple sources. So uh, if you are caught up in that and watching the show tonight, um, we obviously send our best wishes out there to you. And uh, it's a shame that obviously we're not going to have fans there as well in Salzburg um, this week. 100. So, yeah. Just thought we could that. Hundred percent. Um, so England number one seed. Not convinced on that. If I'm being honest, take on the Philippines, Lithuania, nope. Gibraltar, Aust- Austria, USA, Portugal, Hungary, Northern Ireland, Canada, New Zealand versus Denmark, Belgium against Czech Republic, Hong Kong against China. Some chit chat around They've whether they can have Singapore. Well. Yeah, um, look, we, we don't know what's going on with travel restrictions, obviously, at the moment, but that's there. Then Wales against Russia, that's a belter. Japan against Scotland, I'm that. looking Try. forward to that. That's this a belter one, as well. This, 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 for me, this is tie of the round. Republic of Ireland against Australia. Disagree. I am buzzing Disagree. For this game. Poland There's one more. There's one more game. This is, this is my tie of the round. This is my tie of the round. Very much looking forward to this. Three against Brazil. Um, Italy against Spain. I'm not going to lie, that could be dross. I'm not looking forward to that game at all. Um, Uh, Spain have changed as well. They've dropped Cristo Reyes Reyes for Jose Neguera as well, who's in a little bit more form. So maybe that should speed it up a little bit. Against Finland and Sweden against Greece. Can we just start really quickly, by the way, by saying this? It's such a shame that Dyson Parody is not at the World Cup. We need more Dyson Parody. The world needs more Dyson Parody uh, or Parody in the uh, in the World Cup. Fair play to the two lads that qualify, um, by the way, because they're class. They're both yeah, JDC yeah. lads, very, very capable dark players. Yes. But, Jesus, I do like a bit of Dyson. 
Uh, right, <laughs> Kryptonite A1, we'll, we'll answer that one when we do the questions at the end. Um, so hang tight on that, but we will. Thought Wright wasn't going to play in the World Cup to to travel in the Europe. Look, he, does, he said he doesn't want to get on a plane. So he literally drove to Germany. Um, so it was just him, Joe, and his father-in-law in the car. Um, so, yeah, look, him and Gary didn't want to play. So they haven't. Um, Thornton, Hendo, no Hendo, no party, agreed. Um, Big Hendo, weak Hendo. We love it. Yeah. Mm. Um, right, gentlemen. So the draw is there. Ties of the round, please. Well, I'll go there. Portland, South Africa to kick it off. I'm really looking forward to this. Ratajski against Dev could be an absolute barnstormer, obviously. Normally, I wish it was a second-round game, so we got that, but unfortunately, we're not. Christoph Kachuk is a very, very good player. There's no doubt about that, obviously, being on the on the Pro Tour. And I'm really interested to see Carl Gabriel uh, as well for, uh, for South Africa. So, I think that could be an absolute belter. Gob? Uh, I like Belgium, Czech Republic. Um, I think Dimi and Kim. Kim's obviously on the way back against Carol Sudlicek and Adam Gorlas. Um, Gorlas will slow that game down massively. Uh, he's not <laughs> the quickest player I've ever seen in my life or played against, I'll be honest. He's no Jeffrey <laughs> yeah. Desvan on the, on the development tour. Yeah, but not um, the now anyway, so no, that, could be, that could be slow as hell. Yeah. Is that game last um, gone? I hope not. <laughs> we'll give it here for years. Uh, um, no, they're in the afternoon session. Um, I also like the look of the top left. Obviously, Jar's listed quite a few, but I like the top left. Oh. England, Philippines. Obviously, I'm English. I always want the England boys to do well. That that's This is the only time you really get to be patriotic in darts because it came from the UK. I know a lot of fans wider support people that come from their own country, but we're more fans of the game than we are fans of English players. Um, always want them to do well, obviously. But last year we tipped them for a big upset. I think this year they've probably got more of a chance. I'm not sure how much darts they've been playing. And they haven't. we haven't seen a lot of them, basically. But Elagan and Malik Dem are two exceptional love- dart players that need to make the move I over as soon as they can, I think. Because they definitely both yeah, have that, careers in darts. Um, can we just say that's my issue? She's a good time to be playing those England boys. Can I just say a Largan's action, by the way? A Largan's action is possibly the greatest thing ever. I remember what we were there at the World Championships, Gob, on that afternoon. We had oh, we actually had a Largan and Malik them in the in, in the afternoon, and I just loved watching a Largan's action. He's so funny to watch. I love it. Yeah, look, my my issue is I think if it had been a normal year, I agree, but I like you, Gob. I worry how much darts the Philippine pair have played recently, as in competitive darts, is a, is a concern. Yeah. Really, also which is why I think... Compared England... to last year, this is a better time to play England. This time last year, Rob Cross had just picked up the match player, did he not? Against Michael Smith in the final. They're not carrying that form between them, all right? We've seen moments of brilliance between the two, but consistently, in terms of performance level, they're not quite there. Smith likes a quick game. Rob will slow it down. The pairs that are there for the taking. If this was two singles, I completely agree. I just think the quality of Smith and Cross, they're number four and number five in the world, for Christ's sake, that they can turn it on at the flick of a switch. They'd be heavier favourites. But just in a pairs game, 
against two people but that are very, fair, very close as top, well. They are good friends. All these top players, are, they just need to get through this so it goes to singles. That's all yeah. they're thinking. Just get through. Which is my so one downside of this event. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with you. I think it should be pairs. And I'm going to say it now. No, I, I don't think there are many Dart fans that disagree with you, if I'm being honest. But like I said, mine, I can't wait for the Republic of Ireland against Australia. I think that is an absolute belter because you've got two teams that genuinely get on. Uh, Damon Hester was practising with Simon Whitlock recently down at his place in the South. Um, so they've been getting some team camaraderie in. Lennon and O'Connor get on really well. We saw that last year. So I'm genuinely I'm I'm buzzing for that game. Um, yeah, there, there's a few. Duff stingers. says the Aussies. Duff said that that game in particular. Duff says the Aussies walk that. I don't think they do. You know, the Irish don't don't just... sleep on the Irish last year. They, they were the, made the bloody final last year. Don't sleep on the Irish. Steve Lennon played. I, I know he lost, but Steve Lennon has played well at the last Euro Tour and at the weekend. Willie O'Connor is in a good run of form. I think the Irish pair are peaking at the right sort of time. Right, gentlemen, yes. you know what I'm going to ask here? Yes, yes. I would like your semi-finalists from each quarter, please, gentlemen. Same rules as always. I don't make them. I just enforce them. It's what we do for tournaments. We do. Sheesh. Do you want me to go first, Gob, or do you want to go first? I don't mind. Yeah, after you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd buy you, Chase. Uh, you, you crack on, pal. John, you, you have a go. 30 seconds to... Well, I say, in the YouTube comments, play along at home. I want everyone's semi-finalist and winners in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, please, everyone... Get involved. Let's see how close we can all get as a unit. Jar, over to well, you. Well, well, my predictions of the European Championships don't listen to me. It's the uh, it's the God's honest truth. But let's see what we can do. <laughs> the broken clock is right. No the broken clock is right then. twice a day. Yes, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> um, look, I look. I, I think I want to say the Philippines will beat England. I don't think they will. I think it'll be closer than last year, but I don't think they will. I'm going to go with the Austrians to get out of that section of the draw. I think Mensur, regardless of what happened last weekend, is still in a decent run of form. Um, I, I just, I just have that feeling. I just have that feeling, and Rabi John Rodriguez as well can can play well on his day. I think they'll beat. I think they'll beat Lithuania in the quarterfinal. I don't think England make it past the second round. I think Lithuania do them um, in a doubles pairs match. I think so. Austria will play. I'm going to go with Belgium. I don't rate Northern Ireland at the moment. Daryl Gurney is in no form whatsoever, and uh, Brennan Dolan. We don't know what Brennan Dolan can come up. So I'm going to go with. Austria against Belgium as that's as that semi-final. Dimi's in a decent run of form. Kim looks like he's getting back to some form, somewhere near his best, and playing with Dimi will always help him. 
I'm going to go bottom right. Normally, I would go top uh, right, but I'm going to go bottom right because that top up right-hand corner of the draw is an absolute mess. And I'm going to say the Netherlands comfortably get through this. Michael Van Gerwen and Danny Noppert. I'm looking forward to seeing Noppy play for the first time, obviously, Van Gerwen in the World Cup, but Netherlands easily come through that. This top right corner of the draw is an absolute mess. Oh, dearie me. Right, 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 right. I mean, Wales come through against Russia, Japan or Scotland. I think it'll be Wales against Scotland and I think Wales come through that quite comfortably. I think the Republic of Ireland come through against Australia. Poland come through against South Africa just. And I'm going to say Wales and the Republic of Ireland come through that quarterfinal. Sod it. I'm going to say the Republic of Ireland beat them. I'm going to say the Republic of Ireland beat them in the quarterfinal. So my so uh, just power of my convictions. Why not? I've got, Ireland have got to win something at some stage. Uh, obviously, after the Six Nations uh, loss, so I'm going to go with my final four PB. Austria will be playing Belgium, and the Republic of Ireland will be playing the Netherlands. Gob, over to you. Interesting. I like the Austria pick. I'm going to be honest. Um, I just, I, I'm not sure about Roby John. I think that's the issue we've got there. Is 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 he strong enough as a number two? Um, but I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go Austria as well to get out of that quarter. Go on, you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say if if he doesn't, play, if they don't play England, which I don't think they will, then I think Roby John Rodriguez will be easily be a good number two for the Philippines, Lithuania or Gibraltar. But if you do play England, then it's another issue. Yeah. Then I agree with you. It's a different story entirely. But then I, I, I think, still think... If England get going, then they're a massive threat. But I just think that the form the two are carrying, oh, yeah. despite their quality, despite their world ranking, there's a chance for an upset. And I'm going to stick my neck out and say that's what happened. You think the Philippines um, will be? I don't think this... No. Not necessarily, but I, I just think there's more of a chance for that. So, therefore, there's more of a chance that Austria come through that quarter than there is England. Playing the percentages. No, great. Just really quickly before we go, um, before we go further. Here's a, here's a question for you. If England do win this World Cup, will Michael Smith count that as a TV title? Someone else does. <laughs> hey, but Barney, Barney lived off for five years, so why not? <laughs> I would mention him. I think he's like he's like Voldemort. He was stopping him. He's been meddling on the show. I love it. I, I was in oh, the way, boys. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drag him into this because every bloody week, someone in the, the way, comments boys, makes should, me go I, on a rant. I should stress uh, this, by the way. Obviously, I was out in, I was out in uh, London over the week uh, with, uh, was out Harry Potter, and this has been purchased. Obviously, I don't know if anybody could, everybody could see it, but a sorting hat has been purchased. So uh, this could be used very much for another bit of stuff that we are uh, going to be doing some other I'll, bits and bobs with. I'll see your sorter's hat and I'll raise you the remote the Marauders map. Well, actually, funny you say this fast because guess what's also been purchased as well. Love there you that. go. Love the Marauders that. map is going to too. As, as everyone can I'll see, sorry, both of your items Harry Potter fans and, as well. Yeah. And I will see both your oh items and raise them with me because I'm bloody magic. Now, can we get on with some duck? <laughs> 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 right. Anyway, very good. Very good. anyway, back to the Quidditch, back, back to the Quidditch World Cup. God, who are you going for? Yes. yes. Um, 
Do you know what? Until a couple of weeks ago, I really fancied Northern Ireland. Um, I, I fancied them to go all the way. I thought they were they were going to be contenders in this World Cup. But Gurney's dropped significantly. Dolan's steady. And the more and more I look at it, the more and more that I just think New Zealand will have a chance and therefore so will Belgium. And because of the quality of Dimitri and the experience of Kim and the way that those two get on, they've been in the same stable for so long. Um, I think Kim took it pretty well when Dimmy took over as, as captain, as you like, as the highest ranked player. Obviously, he's used to having that role with Ronnie. Um, they, they seem to carry on and they're always, always threats for this event. So I'm going to follow Jar again. It's, it's Belgium for me. Um, although I do think we, if you're going to get out, it'll be early. It'll be early and it'll be the Czech Republic that knock them out. How are we agreeing on stuff? I don't Not know, good. it's weird. Especially after your poor form picking the European Championship semi-finalist, I'm suddenly not from two. Yes, <laughs> correct. Uh, top right, I'm not going to avoid it. Uh, I'm just going to go straight in there. Wales look heavy favourites and it's hard to back against them, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to pick the Australians. The player that plays for them. Nope, I, I just think that the pedigree in this, the pedigree in this event, lies with the Aussies. Despite the fact that Damon's a newbie to it, Simon's reacted well to playing with Paul. He's reacted well to playing with Carl, and he's reacted well to playing with Damon. All right, they probably haven't got the results they deserve over the last couple of years, but we saw it at the Grand Prix as well. When Simon Whitlock wants to turn it on, he does, and. I know from having conversations in the past with Carl, the minute you put on this shirt for your country, despite the fact it may not seem a lot to the fans, it means an awful lot to these players. This is the only real chance that PDC players nowadays get to represent their country. And it means a lot to these boys from Australia. So Simon takes that on his shoulders, will lead well. Like you said, he's been practicing well with Damon. They'll get used to it. I think they've got the chance here. Damon will be the surprise package. Um... And then the final quarter, it's heart versus head. Head says Netherlands all day because Danny Nopper is number two. If if that had maybe been JDZ at the minute, then possibly switching away from that because I think Germany have got one hell of a chance. I massively disagree. Max Hopp is, is playing. Max Hopp is playing fantastic darts at the minute. Um, he's chucking in some great performances. We've seen that this weekend and last weekend. Okay, when he's losing, it's it's not fantastic. But the winning performances he's putting in and his scoring power has been superb. Gabriel is Gabriel. He's going to go up. He's going to be steady. And if he's got Max to feed off him, and unfortunately no crowd, but they would have been behind the Germans as they are, they'd be even heavier favourites. So no crowd gives the Dutch the edge. But if there was a crowd, I'd be back in Germany. Right, mine. I am going from the top left. I'm going England purely on the basis that they get they beat the Philippines and then I don't think Ralby is good enough to get Mensa through against Smith and Cross. So I'm going England to come out of the top quarter. It's worrying that we all agree about bottom left. 
So they're going out first round, then, are they? Yeah, I yeah, think Belgium come through. <laughs> for, for, for me, that, that that's the weakest quarter of the group, and I see Belgium coming through that. Uh, that bottom right isn't great. It's better than bottom left. Anyway, top. We all know where I'm going. Top right. It's not even an issue. Uh, Wales. Bottom. Right. I kind of agree with Gob here that I do some. There's something about this German pair that sticks out, but I think no crowd plays into Dane Oppitz's hands massively, and I think the Netherlands just get the better of Germany. So I'm going England versus Belgium, Wales versus the Netherlands in my semi-final lineup. Before we come to a winner, let's go through the YouTube comments. Let's see how we're getting on. Austria, Belgium, Australia, Netherlands, Belgium to win. Interesting. Austria v Belgium, Wales v Holland. A lot of love for Belgium going on. Belgium, Netherlands final. Yeah, the Belgians uh, love this event. I, I, don't, uh, I don't disagree there. Even when it was Ronnie, like, they're, they're just class. Yeah, Austria. You Belgium, you just love that you love that Belgium you love that Belgium Australia game, don't you? From a few years back, I adore no. that match, especially. Yeah, I don't. I um, <laughs> some great. To be fair, most people are agreeing with us. Right, gentlemen, from, so much. from your semi-final lineup, I want a winner of the Bet Victor World Cup of Darts from you, please. Okay, uh, right, I'll go first then as uh, as I pick first. So my semi-final lineup is obviously Austria against Belgium. I think the Belgians come through that. Uh, they will play the winner of the Republic of Ireland against the Netherlands. And I'm going to say it's going to be the Netherlands who come through. So it'll be a Belgium-Netherlands final. And there's going to be a new country on the Bet Victor World Cup of Darts. And the Belgians win the Bet Victor World Cup of Darts in the final against the Netherlands. I'm going to go with it. Why not? Interesting. 2020's a mad year, boys. It is. So I I actually come to a similar conclusion for the final lineup. I I think the Belgians beat the Austrians. And I think that the Dutch beat the Australians. But I think the Dutch win the final. I think Danny Nopper is a superb number two to be having at this level. Um, he's arguably playing better than Barney when MVG's carried Barney to this title before. And the field, if I'm being completely honest, is a little bit weaker. The absence of the Scots, the yeah. English boys don't have Phil Taylor, Adrian Lewis. I, I just think if Michael switches on and Danny plays his steady 95 average, there aren't many teams in that lineup that can beat him. If it's a Wales Netherlands semi final, or I know I've already boo booed to that if they're going to go out early and back the Aussies, but if it's a Wales Netherlands final, that's the only way I see the Dutch losing. I just think, aside from that, they're just going to be too good and too consistent for the rest of the field. Right. From mine, I have England beating Belgium in the semi final. Going England. Well, you're the little patriot. You are. Oh, 
Well, if I'm being honest, don't don't hate me for this, but I don't rate Kim Hybrooks anymore. Ooh. And I don't think Dimitri can carry. And I don't think Dimitri can carry him. So that's why I think England I, uh, win. Dimitri, right? Kim, the thing is Dimitri Kim. doesn't have to carry him. Dimitri's playing on stage, has to go and win his games. And when it gets to the pairs, the Belgians are one of the best pairs teams I've ever seen. No matter who they Kim play now, well, like, whether it was Kim and Ronnie or Kim and Dimmy, they're one of the best out and out yeah, pairs player teams I've ever seen. And if this was straight pairs, uh, I'd have them as favourites like that. I'm going England agree, to beat Belgium on the other side of the draw. Wales beat the Netherlands. We have an all British final. Wales against England, and we all know where I'm going with this one. Wales will be the new Bet Victor World Cup of Dart champions. The Iceman and the Ferret lift the trophy for me. Look, it's hard to back. It's hard to back against me, even though God and I have done so. I just think that the, the Irish will just. There'll be something about the Irish pair wanting to repeat what they did last year, which will inspire them in the quarterfinal for me. But Wales is good. It's going to be fun to watch. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Wales uh, is going to be fun to watch. Definitely. I, I, I'm not normally, by the way, uh, viewers and listeners, I am nowhere near the fan of the World Cup. I think it is a very, very, I, I, I don't like the tournament. I don't like it. I know Gob absolutely adores it, but I'm slowly starting to come around to it a bit ish. It just needs more. If if it was pairs all the way through, as we've already talked about, if it was pairs all the way through, I'd be more than happy to watch it. But because it's not, I'm just not. Simple as. Right, gentlemen. Need it's nearly half in. past nine. It's nearly half past nine. The P word is that Premier League. I've said right, it. here we go. Here we go, well, lads. There's, there's been a lot of talk on social media all day about the Premier Huge. League, the picks. Right. First of all, I don't think the Premier League happens in the dates it's scheduled. I think the I Premier League will get moved. I think the Premier League will get moved, but it will happen. All these people saying it won't happen. I disagree. It will happen. But I think it will start end of summer-ish. And it will run. They'll fix the calendar. So it will run yeah. through those dates. I think if it's a choice but, between the PDC next year, if they have to cut events and it's a choice between the Premier League and the World Series, they take the Premier League all day, every day. The Premier League's their right, flagship. Right, they haven't the for the World Series and pushed it back, but the marketing, the exposure, the travelling circus, the top players in the world playing week in, week out, it's 16 weeks of darts on the TV as opposed to four weekend events. They're taking the Premier League. Also, they're taking a chance to show off these top players against each other. Also, depending on who you listen to, and I don't agree with this, the Premier League is part of the hashtag Triple Crown. Now, obviously, I don't agree with that because it's not a mate, because it's not a ranked event. However, you are taking possibly the big, you are taking the biggest unranked tournament of the lot out of the calendar. You ain't doing that. You just ain't doing that. I think what will happen is, if you want me to be honest, they will move the World Series to February, March time, probably, and April. Pack as many Pro Tours as they possibly can between April and July get to the match play and then just do the Premier League from July through till September, October. Then we go back into the World Grand Prix and we go back into the into the ranked events. Do it. That's what we need to do. 
Right. We've already but seen this. The rest of the world all... seems to relax COVID restrictions quicker than the UK. So if I can get my World Series done while everyone else is opening up and the UK is slightly behind it for the Premier League, it would work in sync perfectly. Agreed. Right. Gentlemen, are we agreeing that it's going to be 10 players for 2021? Yes. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. Contenders right. was brilliant. Contenders, Contenders was brilliant concept until coronavirus meant that the last three, four appearances were completely damp. Luke Humphreys and the rest of the contenders from the start of the year set it up really, really nicely. But the minute that they got to the point where they didn't have a lot to play for and it was no crowd, no nothing, it sapped the life out of it. And I think it it's just going to fizzle out. And next year, because of the players that have won televised ranking events so far, because of the players in that top 10 and because of the people that are good at players that are been in that Premier League historically that are on the edge to be left out, they won't have a choice but to extend it to 10 players. So, these 10 players, who do we think the 10 chosen Warriors potentially will be? Obviously, we've still got major tournaments between now and the Premier League, so this could obviously change the unwritten rule that if you win a televised title, you're in the Premier League. Well, to a so, degree, shall we go I'm in... sure those rules will change if, 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 if it has to. If it has to, they'll change. Do, do, do we all agree then? And, and this is, again, for our, our viewers and listeners as well. By the way, shout out to the guy from Slovenia, by the way. Thanks very much for watching love us that. over in Slovenia. Lots, a, lot, a lot of love, love for that. that. A lot of love for Slovenia. Great country, Glad by I the way. I didn't insult him tonight. Beautiful country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so here we go. Can we all agree then on these eight on these eight players as it stands at this moment in time? Michael Van Gerwen, Gerwin yes. Price, yes, Peter Wright, yes, uh, Gary Anderson, yes, Michael Smith, no, okay, Nathan Aspinall, Glenn Durrant. Dimmy Vandenberg. Does that? Yes. Dimmy. Yes. Right now, Dimmy's I think they're the yes. I've got, I've and got Ass has got to be in there. As, Ass has got to be in there because he's the Premier League finalist. There's no way. There's no way they're not putting him back in. No way. Right. I'm playing the devil's advocate here. What happens if we get some ridiculous winners? Between now and the Worlds. If players from outside what, the top though? 16 win the Slam, the Players' Championship, and one of the top three the win world. the World Championship, yeah. Then, that's why I say I don't think the Asp is an absolute... I think he will be in, because I'm not saying that someone else goes you and can't. wins one of these... You can't, not have, the, you cannot have the Premier League runner-up from last year not in it. What do you want about, man? Come on now. If someone else goes and wins these TV titles, how'd you get him in? Yeah. yeah. Is the issue. If one of the players we haven't mentioned doesn't slip into the top four as well, because at the minute, post-world championship, Rob Cross is number four, right? He's not in my yeah, list. definitely, yeah. Because I think he falls. No, he's not. No, I think, I think, I think he well. falls. Because I think other players will oh, overtake him. So he's not in my seven. But if he stays there, there's then only three spots left. 
for arguably the Players' Championships winner, the Grand Slam winner and the World Champion. And if they're not in that seven already, Nathan Aspinall's in trouble. Yeah. Or yeah. golden boy Gary Anderson's in trouble. <laughs> they will never, ever. <laughs> well, there we go, boys. So, yeah, you've just answered your own question. That's how they can leave Nathan Aspinall Nathan out Aspinall. because they pick the major Nathan winners, Aspinall. the top four, and Gary Anderson. Right, John, if, well, if, if Rob Cross is in the top he'd four... He'd be incredibly unlucky. He'd be incredibly unlucky for it to happen. But at the moment, unless he wins something or pushes himself into that top four, there is a chance that Nathan Aspinall will be left out of this world for a minute. Right, well, for a minute. right. John. John, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Rob Cross finishes in the top four. So he goes seven. Yeah. Devin Peterson yeah. wins the Grand Slam. He goes eight. Yeah. Yep. Players' Championship is won by Joe Cullen. He goes nine. Yeah. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, we've got one space left. And if someone random wins the Worlds... And Christopher Tarski wins the World and, Championship. Or, or right, flip, flip the coin. Ratajski wins the Players' Championship and Devon wins the World title. How do you get Nathan Aspinall into that ten? You, you, have, to get, you have to get rid of somebody. Uh... And in my opinion, you'd have so, to go right. Cross. Who? Cross. But, yeah, but he's in the top I appreciate four. the top four. Top four. That is the yes, only thing that is written four. into Premier League. That is the only the, the, guarantee. The top four are instant picks. So you can't get rid of Cross for that reason. That is the he's only the guarantee. They'd have to literally rewrite the rules of the you probably. Well, you probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't have Ratajski. If Ratajski doesn't, if Ratajski wins the players, Ratajski. Look. I, I like the players' championship. We all know this. I love I love Minehead, but I don't think that the players' championship is is the equivalent to winning literally being the runner up of the Premier League. Like he's the runner up of a triple crown event. Like, like it or loathe it, that is literally how it works. I've seen comments as well saying that Cross and Gurney could be gone. I think Gurney is dead in the water. I I, I don't I, I unless he wins something, he ain't he ain't in the Premier League next year, in my opinion. I think we can all agree on that. Um but I, this is where this is where I come to my point that I was arguing with people. Well, discussing with people today, not arguing on, on socials. My biggest thing with this is that Devin Peterson and players as well. People are talking about Devin Peterson, Joe Cullen. Uh, I saw Jose, Luke Humphreys was a shout. I saw as well on socials. All good players, but you have to win and get to that next level. You have to win TV titles, otherwise you're not going to get in. James Wade's won a European final, made a European final. Now. Do I think that Matt and Barry will pick him for the Premier League? Not a chance. Will they pick him if they can help it? But I think that he has to be picked at the moment because he's world number seven. Same with Michael Smith. Michael Smith would have to be picked if he's world number five at this moment in time. But again, it's if Smith goes jumps back into the top four again after the World Championships, he's guaranteed to be there. It's simple as fun as that. Yeah, actually, Jacob's just come up with a really good comment on socials and saying that surely, though, with that theory, that if Devon won the Worlds, then he'd be in the top four more than likely, so Cross would be out. There you go. Bang. Absolutely. Because remember, for half a million quid for the Worlds, that will put you straight away pretty much into the, into the conversation with the top four. Rob Cross is on 505, so it'd have to be a complete unranked player. Yes, so that's well, the point. Devon at the moment is on 151, so he would jump straight up to 651 if he win the Worlds. Job done. Cross is out. However, what happens, goes in. What, happens if it's a, what happens if it's a Rob Cross, Devin Peterson final? Am I thinking about this too much? <laughs> yes, you are. I mean, we're, we're, dropping, <laughs> a, we're not dropping a lot of scenarios. Definitely. This is what we do. 
Let's forget rankings. No, Let's forget order of merit as it stands at the back end of next year. Pick your 10 well, no, no, no. that you'd personally yes. have in the Premier League next year. Forget who's won what. Forget any stipulations. If you could pick any 10 players to be in the Premier League next year, who would they be? Okay. All right. Does anybody want to go first? Because I haven't got my 10 yet. Wait a minute. <laughs> By the way, uh, this is in. Uh, by the way, viewers, uh, if you're watching this live, get your comments in right now and tell us who you would have in the Premier League right now. Yeah, gloves are off. Anyone watching on YouTube, your ten players that you'd have in the Premier League with no restrictions. Pick whoever you'd like to see week in, week out. This is going to get interesting. <laughs> it's going to be some wild cards in here, <laughs> isn't there? There's going to be some absolute seeds in here. I'd lo- I love this. By the way, can I just say this now? Gary Anderson, at this moment in time, Gary Anderson, post-World Championships, has obviously got to defend a slam final, a player's championship, fi- uh, championship finals semi-final and a world semi-final. He's dropping to number 17 in the world at the moment. <laughs> but he'll still get yeah, in. You forget, they, they gave him a wild card when he was 24. So, I agree. I, I don't disagree with Because him. of his injury. Because of his injury, would they give him the same free pass this year? Yes. Gary yeah. self, Gary does numbers. We know Scott, Sky, would, Sky would pick him as a wild card 100%. Absolutely oh, yeah. 100%. Not even a debate. Okay, I got my 10, I think. Uh, I'm one away, and I've just seen the name, and I can't remember who it was. Oh, it's him. Are we basing this as well on players playing well as well? Yes. Not on current... Uh, I've done a little bit of form, a little bit of players that I idolise, and a little bit of players that just make it interesting. I've I've missed out one of the big three, I'll be completely honest. That's well, there's a surprise. Gerwin Price not in the uh, not in your lineup, is it? <laughs> it just it just doesn't fit the atmosphere that I'm going for. <laughs> really? That's the you know what? That is the biggest shock of this uh, of this one of the on this show ever. Someone's putting Barney in the league. Yes, please. Piss <laughs> off. Just for pure... <laughs> Please, can we get Barney in here? I love it. Sorry. Listeners, you are genuinely the best. I love love I love the Premier League. Absolutely love that. Premier League is the best. Oh, the Premier League is this. Right. Right. Do you want to go? I'll I'll go if you want. I don't mind. So, here we go. Okay, so top three are in. Michael Van Gerwen, Peter Wright, Gerwin Price. Sorry, Gob. He just he does numbers and people will want to see him play darts. Just to boo him anyway if it needs to be. Right. Gary Anderson is in. Nathan Aspinall is in. Glenn Durrant is in. Demi Vandenberg is in, as is Michael Smith. Now, my next two are picks of players that deserve it from the year they've had so far and would sell numbers. No matter what I said on Twitter, I'd love to see him in there. The African warrior deserves to be in the Premier League this year. He deserves to be in there for the way he's performed, and he will do numbers. He can you not imagine nine nine weeks of you know minimum nine weeks, potentially sixteen weeks of him 
dancing on the stage? Definitely. My final pick is a man who I idolise and a man who I just want to see the chainsaw be performed for the entire 16 weeks. Get the chainsaw out. Dirk van Dijvenbode deserves to be in the Premier League because of the year he's had. Get him in the bloody Premier League now. Get the aubergines out. I want to see Rotterdam in purple holding up aubergine cards right now. There you go. There's my 10. I was I was convinced that was Jose. So I've like put a little tick next to him thinking it is. And I'm about to cross it out. Oh, you got for Jose in the, in the league, have you? Maybe. Right. Do you, want, do, you want me to do, <laughs> do you want me to do mine? Go for it. Why not, Mr. Bowers? You, you do the MVG. sense for one and then I'll come in and blow out of water with this nonsense. <laughs> MVG, Price, Wright, top three, agreed. Durant, Anderson, I agree with you. Devon, I agree with you because he's something different in his box office. I picked Smith. That, that was the question I asked. Are we assuming they're in form and playing well? Because free-flowing Michael Smith is an absolute joy to watch. Here's where it all goes absolutely left field. I'm leaving out Dimitri Vandenberg. Because I just don't, don't get it wrong. Dimi, he's a great player, but he's not easy on the eye. And the Premier League is about entertainment. Yes. Does a nice little dance. And so I'm leaving, I'm leaving yeah. Dimitri Vandenberg on, out of my 10. In okay. comes Joe Cullen. The rock star, Ooh. because I mean, yeah, I just I mean, think he he's Premier League material. He ticks the Premier League boxes. Ticks the Premier League boxes for me. This is one that I just think this boy is going to be mint. He's shown it, and I think this has given the platform. I'm going dopes. He needs to win a tournament first, Phil. Right, my last one. I've got two names written down here. One is very left field, but ticks Premier League boxes. And the other one is oh, such a sensible comes. pick. Here yeah. she comes. Yeah. Fallon Sherrick. Mm. But I, I've got also got Stroke Nathan Aspinall. Um. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. Aspinall's a sensible pick, but you said the, the rules are off. I would much rather see Fallon yeah, okay. play for 16 weeks on a big stage in the Premier League with the atmosphere and everything that goes with it. We talk about the Premier League being the exhibition, the showcase. That's why I've put Fallon's yeah, name fair enough, in the mix. She would tick the Premier League boxes. I'll give you that, no doubt. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have four players the same as both of you. They are Michael Van Gerwen, Peter Wright, Devin Peterson, and Gary Anderson. They're the four. <laughs> and then you said I could pick whoever I wanted. So I picked whoever <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> are, we, are, are we just about to get shut down as a, as a company? Yes. This, well, <laughs> I love it. If, put it this way if I wake up tomorrow and these guys are in the Premier League, I've died and gone to heaven. Okay, so Steve Wade's in there. Wadey's, Wadey's in there. No, he's There's not. no doubt about that. 
James Wade is in there. Is he not? The man's on. Yeah. Yeah. Wade is. Wade is. Wade is number five. Uh, I'll give you Jose because I've already told you Jose's there the miscounts the entertainment he'd be exceptional Uh, next to Jose is Christopher Tolkien I'd say who doesn't want to hear this would be a nightmare for interviews by the way absolute nightmare for interviews (laughs) because the next two people you can't understand a word they say so one of them is Christopher Tolkien and the other one is John Henderson (laughs) (laughs) big Hendo weekend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we love uh, yes Big Hendo we, weekend we, we have gone definitely uh, off, we have gone left field with these yep uh, Edith Hendo's rocking all over go. Europe with the prep two more to go just because Michael Van Gerwen is in there and I like a bit of needle I'm sending into bat Mervyn King <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought you were going somewhere else then for a minute <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going. <laughs> I thought you were going yellow. Oh, I did as well. No, no. <laughs> I want needle, not boxing matches. For Christ's sake! And the oh. final pick, because this is all about what I want to watch. And despite the fact it breaks down more often than an Alfa Romeo. Adrian Lewis still has the most beautiful throw on the planet, and I want to see that. And if anybody's going to get a Premier League nine data, it's jackpot. However, if you're putting him in for yeah. 16 weeks, have the RAC on standby because they're going to be called. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Green flag are more reliable. Um, we'll go with them. <laughs> well, that, 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 that was a bit of fun. We've got, we, we, we've got people playing along. Uh, quick one, Billy. No, it's not confirmed as 10 for next season. We're just. Assuming it, it, it's going to be ten, right? Let's let's see let's see where the listeners have gone with us. Um, <laughs> right, right. Let's see if, right, if it's right. I'm only going to read out if there's some random names in there, guys, because most of you are kind of agreeing with us. Oh, I tell you what, Patrick's got one here. Sixteen weeks of Vincent Van der Voort interviews. Yes, please. please. We'd have half. <laughs> please. We'd have half of you demolished by the end of the Premier League. Love that also, shout! Every single, please, every single reading will be getting we're getting bulldozed. I love it. Yes, I I, I love that. He pit, would not say kindly to the West Point. Can yeah? Ooh. Oh my God! Can you imagine Van der Voort seeing the sheep shearing <laughs> sign outside the West Point? Um, there's a few. He's also got for Beak still. Well, beaten Whitlock. Oh. Whitlock being talked yeah. about. I tell you what, there's a couple of people that agree yeah. with my Cullen shout as well. I think he's made for the Premier League. What in there? Damon Hetter as well. I've just seen it in the comments as well. Damon Hetter getting a bit of love as well. Fair play for the Heat. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Um, Kieran Edgar. Yeah, look, I think... No. no. He's in danger of losing his top, <laughs> let alone getting a Premier League place. But Dart Walker, we got with Matt Edgar. I love it. Good shout, but uh, not for me. He's got he's got Van Dyven Boda as well as the Wolf. Yes, definitely. I mean, they're all good, but they're nowhere near mine, are they? Come so on. that was fun. A couple, a couple, a couple, a couple of people are shouting Barney. Yeah, I'd, I'd have him in there, God, wouldn't you? A couple of people can shout all they bloody want. I ran my foot up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, ladies and gentlemen, I, love, I still we, love it every we've, week. We, we've covered the Premier League, right? It's that time. It's question time. We've got. Some time at the end of the show to answer your questions as always. So get them in the comments below. 
I'm just going to go back and find one from Kryptonite A1 because I said we'd answer it and it's a good question as well. Just a quick reminder while Phil's doing that, actually. Yeah, while uh, Phil's doing that, just a reminder, obviously, everybody, I know we're all at home, uh, certainly in the UK. Um, Just a quick question, just a quick thought for you. If you can't watch the World Cup of Darts, you can on onlinedarts.com. There is going to be a way we'll be able to uh, broadcast on uh, the World Cup of Darts for you. And don't forget as well, live blogs throughout the day, Friday, Saturday and Sunday throughout the weekend. Uh, 12 o'clock, we'll be on air on Friday with a live blog. Make sure you join us for all the action from day one of the world, of the bet of, as everyone's calling it on Twitter, the bet Victor. <laughs> right, Kryptonite's question. Based on where Peter Wright is now in his career and what he's done, would you now have him above Adrian Lewis in an all-time top list? Good question. Oh. That's why I remembered it, because we were going to answer it. Yeesh, no, not yeah. Yeesh. Uh, no. I'm with Gob. Jackpot's got, if he goes back to back, then... Jackpot's got 20 years. And, and also as well, if he goes back to back, then I may have the... Uh, then I may have a discussion point, but I don't know. No. But double-edged sword, because I also think Adrian Lewis is one of the biggest underachievers in PDC history. 100% for his ability about to say that. He's, yeah. that he's got. So it, it, it's a double-edged sword. Like, I love AIDS a bit, but for the talent he's got, he hasn't won enough, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but in his defence, he was quite but, young when he picked up and he ran into Phil Taylor an awful lot. Right, that, that's different. I know Peter Wright's got MVG to contend with. He's come to the game and, and got to this level quite late and he's, he is making the most of his ability. And despite the fact Jackpot underachieved, I just think to do what he did at that age... Superb. Yeah. Um, so, Daz, who are going to be the World Cup callers? I don't know is the honest answer. I'm guessing Russ will always be in Germany. George, maybe, depending um, how he is. Have I spoken to King Noble? Um, yeah, no, he's, um, he's not, been, not been feeling great the last few days. Don't worry, everyone. It's not COVID. Oh. It's not felt great. So, he might not travel for that reason. Um, he's down to fair, they, 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 They'll probably just keep... They'll probably just, they'll probably just uh, send Kirk and, and Paulie Hinks over. By the way, can I just say how amazing it was to have Paulie Hinks calling our, calling games back on darts over the weekend. Great to see him back. Um, and also, I think they'll just send them back over, to be honest, because they're obviously in Germany, so get them over to Austria that way. Yeah. Um, Wayne, any news on players moving different companies? Uh, not that I know of. Obviously, yeah. I, knew, I knew what was going on with Joe, hence the interview was already teed up and, and lined up. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> just Google search when players' contracts are, when they've signed new ones, and you can work out roughly who's going to have new deals in the offing and, and who hasn't type things. So you can kind of work out what players are due for renewals or potentially moving for that reason. But at the moment, I think most are quite settled now. But, well, obviously for the rest of this year, next year there'll probably be some players moving but don't know as we speak mate uh charlie uh we'll go we'll go in price um have some roars with no crowd absolutely we heard him in the premier league and a couple of times you could have heard him in coventry it was that loud the ice man will give it some more oh, who's your pick for the grand slam let's wait on that one let's wait until after uh, the grand slam qualifier charlie, Good, good question, but with so many gaps in the qualifying 
at the moment. We don't know one who's going to be there. Don't think it makes there. a difference. The group draw could, could bugger it up, but if they haven't qualified yet, chances are they're not that big a threat. They would have won something already or, or done bits. There's a couple of players on the cusp, but are they major winning calibre yet? Possibly. Would it take an upset to do so? Yes. I think the man that we saw won yesterday is the favourite, and that's where I'm going for the Grand Slam. Only one person wins the Grand Wait, Slam. We all know this. Thinking. Gavin Price. It's, it's he's the only person who's in the water. Yeah, he, 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 he's the only person to ever lift the Eric Bristow trophy. That's just how it works. <laughs> um, Jacob, who do you think could be the next late bloomer in the future, like Wright has been over the last eight years? Oh, good question. I like that. Late bloomer. Mm. Ray Van Barneveld. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out uh, on him, Jacob. I don't think I'm there's going to be many more high. bloomers because of the way the system is now with the JDC and the development tour. Yeah. I think I think we'll see less and less of the Peter Wright, Glenn Durrant stories for that reason. I'm about to say, does his, I'm about to say, does his not done too badly for his first couple of years of the PDC, going to be potentially world number eight? In, in two years yeah. of the PDC, he's not done too badly. Um, yeah, um, that, that that that's my reason. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Right, um, any updates on anyone Lewis? that really fits yeah, the age range, well. maybe? But does he have the dedication yeah, to go permanently full time and be a top sixteen? Who knows? The sounds I mean, that's a good shot. I mean, Mate is just about the one there. I forgot he's yeah. like 46. Yeah, that's a good, great shout. To be fair, I'd completely forgotten about the sounds. That, that, that's yeah. why Mace is on the TV and we're not. Correct. Good shout. <laughs> um, and because he's got a Lewis better Bunting. dress sense. <laughs> um, yeah, he does yeah, have a better dress sense. I've tried to channel it. I've tried to channel in my inner mace tonight, but I don't think I, 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 rather than going with the mace, I've gone with the Weatherspoons look tonight with the, the Weatherspoons plate. More to, wazzer to than fair, mace. To beat mace. You're going to have to go some to beat that sugar coal, sugar skull shirt from the other day. That's up there. Oh, 100%. Um, That's brilliant. Lewis and Bunting, yeah, both completely recovered from COVID, played in the last Euro Tour. Um, they could be back for the Grand Slam, but we'll have to qualify, mate. But, yeah, they're all back and playing. Um, all of, all three of you are awesome people. I'm so glad you said Devon. Cheers, Daniel. Not a problem. Um, that's a belt. Yes, mate, it is. Um, who's the best treble 19 here? Dirt Van Dyvenboda on current form. Dirt Van Dyvenboda, current form. Van Dyvenboda's right up there. Uh, Michael Smith, it's not James Wade well. and it's not Max Hart because they both avoid it like the plague because they don't switch. No, uh, I think Michael Smith ought to do that. To be fair. I, you know, I also think I also think uh, Getty isn't too bad at uh, going downstairs as well. well to be fair. Prime MVG didn't miss Trouble Nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I agreed, hundred percent. I don't disagree there as well. Um, MVG's not about. What is the nature of, to be fair, um, to be fair I'll, I'll say this though about about this really quickly. MVG can hit anything on the. Uh, <laughs> MVG can hit anything on his prime. 
Um, what is the nature of player stables contracts and are they important? No, not really. It's just individual. Most are just they're managed by the same manager and they're they're under the same banner like that, but it's an individual sport. So no, for me, not important at all. Um, yeah, Hendo's games were cancelled today because he had to go and get a COVID test for the World Cup, mate. Nothing wrong with him. He just needed today was the only day he could get the COVID test, which is why Richard North came in. Why you Steve West? Down yeah, possibly this morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mason, it's about her. Right, in your opinion, who is the funniest on tour and also the moodiest? Well, the moodiest is Wadey. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Um, let's, let's, just, let's just leave it out there, throw it out there now. Or Vincent, to be fair. Uh, Vincent, yeah, but Vincent, Vincent will happily demolish any... Yeah, Vincent <laughs> will just demolish anything. The funniest, though, that's a really good question. When he's in the right mood... I think Richard North is funny, but he doesn't know it. When he's in the right mood, um, when you're on his level, I think MBG is a very, very, very funny guy. When he's in the right mood, when he, when he's obviously yeah. when, he, when, he, when he's come through a good performance, he's a, a, and he wants to have Josh with the media. He's a very, very, very funny bloke. I've got a lot of time for for Michael Van Gerwen. Yeah, Jack Jack Potter and Colin are some very funny people. Colin's amazing, by the Kyle way. Colin's hilarious. Yes, he is. Kyle Anderson's very funny. Yeah. Kyle Anderson's centre. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Fantastic. I'll stop you there. It says on. It says on tour. You need to get Carl to throw a dart first before we can put him in that bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a ring. Oh, wow. Uh, no, to be fair as well. To be fair, the Glenn does as well. Does is very very funny as well. Got a lot of time yeah, for Glenn. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of funny players on the tour. Yeah. Yeah. No. Completely agree. Uh, do I think Johnny Plenty in the Premier League? Not unless he wins something. He has to win a TV title to go into that bracket if he does. So, there. Who's the best top tier? James Price. Wade. No, Wadey on 10 is Price on top. Prime? Robert Thornton. Thornton on yeah. top is lethal. Um, I've not won him back. in UK Open and, and went deep the, in a Grand Prix. Won the Grand Prix, didn't he? He did. Yeah. UK so Open and the Grand Prime, Prix because he's the best top hitter. Pro, <laughs> Prime Thornton right up there. Right up there. Um, yeah, Mace agreed. MVG better. Um, Thomas, is MVG <laughs> past his best? No, just a blip. No. Um, he will be back. Don't worry about that. Kryptonite. Cheers, guys. Well, Not a problem. Well, to be fair, hang on. Actually, I, pre- I appreciate... Just really quickly, just really quickly. I know we've got to go because we've been here for two hours tonight. Uh, by the way, thanks very much for listening, for listening and watching, everybody. If you're still here, thank you. Um, quick question around MVG's past is best. Well, in a way, yes, because yeah. we will... I doubt we will ever... In a way, I doubt we'll ever see 2016 ever happen again, where he just won everything. I don't think we'll ever see that in darts ever again. So that is his prime, then yes. But he could still, I don't know. He, 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 do you know what I mean? He's not past his best. I still think he is on his A game. I agree with you, Phil, no, that he is still by far and away the best. But we will never see the like of 2016 ever again. That's my only concern. Nice. I, I don't um, think we've ever seen a recover a player recover once they've gone over that dip. 
Phil Taylor had it, admittedly, when he changed manufacturer and did recover a little bit. Adrian Lewis has never been the same player. Gary Anderson doesn't quite look the same player. Raymond Van Barneveld doesn't look the same player. They've all had turns in form, <laughs> but they've never quite reached that height that they ever got to. Stop laughing at the B word. Um, mate, so <laughs> everyone is looking forward to selling, seeing Barney in this year's Premier League. Oh, can't wait. If Barney can't wait. But before we start wrapping the show up, is this your worst case scenario, Gob? Somehow, Barney comes through that Dutch qualifier, gets a spot in the world, and could you imagine the scenes? If he won the world title. If it, Can you imagine? 2020, it's a funny year. That's all I'm saying, guys. That's all I'm saying. Anything goes in 2020. Um, I would absolutely love it. I'd love it if Barney won the um, title just to annoy Gob. I'll say this now, Des. The dad. second word is Scottish off. Dad, Fill in the blank yourself. <laughs> it's fine. We're past the watershed. Um, Scottish lad, yeah. can you give my dart show, darts review channel a shout out? Yes, I've watched it. Scottish lad um, does darts reviews. Really good YouTube channel, guys. Go and watch it. If you get shout, does it in an alternative way to other people. Uh, Kieran, great show tonight. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, is the World Cup ranked? No, it's not. Is Thornton amongst the great? Is, is he almost guaranteed to lose his tour card? Last one ranked because it's you. Unless he gets to the Worlds, I think it's almost nailed on. However, he still has time. James. He's got a Grand Slam qualifier, the Winter Series to qualify for the players, and that would get him in the Worlds. So hope is not lost Thornton. for Robert Thornton. Just a quick one before we go, uh, PB. Thornton's only a grand and a half off qualifying for the Players' Championships. If he gets there, he's got half a chance. Definitely. That's that's what I mean. Look, guys, we have waffled for two hours of your night. It's been an absolute bumper show this evening. I just want to thank... I'm just looking at the numbers, obviously, because I can see it as I'm monitoring the stream. Absolutely amazing, amazing numbers tonight, guys. Just want to thank you all so much from all three of us for sticking with us it's been amazing the channel is growing and growing and going strength to strength if you haven't yet please subscribe to our youtube channel you're watching us there now so hit that subscribe button yeah just want to say very very quickly i know a lot of our viewers as well and listeners are from the uk look we appreciate what's going to happen on thursday we all know it's lockdown to electric boogaloo um, but over the next week, over the next month or so, we've got so much start to look forward to. And if we can at least give you a little bit of respite from the absolute crap that's going on outside, and to be fair, as well to the rest of our, <laughs> to the rest of the world as well that are watching us as well, if, if we can give you some sort of respite from what's happening around the world, then that makes us very, very happy. And we really do appreciate you coming back to us. Exactly. That's why we will be here every week, guys. And we've already we've sorted out that if one of us can't be here, we've got Brad. One of our writers is going to fill in for us. So just so one of us aren't here, the show will always be careful go though. On. Be careful. I don't. I don't think you'll be able to understand him because he's at Northern. <laughs> um, but just want to thank you all, and like you say, so much darts coming on, and here at Online Darts, we have everything covered for you, so you don't need to go anywhere else. I've been Phil Bars, as always, joined by Jonathan and Jack Harvey Gar with gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure as always, and we will see you all next week for another online Darts the Live Lounge. Laters.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.